www.lovelimitless.com rubbed spit on someone else's face. He swallowed it on oil and he and he rubbed it on someone's face. We can, we can say that's okay, that's way too far. But we can't also deny that this Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Sound Seed podcast. We are um, a women's fellowship called The Feed. We're in Manchester. Um, yeah, we just love getting together, um, you know, studying the Bible and just growing and doing life together. My name is Shelley and I am joined by two lovely ladies. Ladies, and Aramide. And it's Shawa. <laughs> oh, goodness. I love the. I love how everyone's, <laughs> everyone's pitch kind of just went... <laughs> actually discuss this topic today which is great okay so we are actually going to be looking or well discussing the preaching styles of preachers today obviously we know the life of a christian consists of so many things you know studying your word worship fasting and going to church you know usually includes a sermon um and depending on what church you go to you know your pastor um your preacher their style of preaching teaching is different you know there's a lot of variety there but um it's not just nowadays you know over the last few years and maybe even while we were younger there have been so a series of just very special sermons where the pastors or the preachers they went through well they went to like demonstrate or attention of the audience um for example a preacher um got a casket on stage and jumped out to basically you know demonstrate the rising of the dead terrified about half of his congregation out of the building didn't see that one coming um secondly, Sorry, I'm, I'm, can we pause shelly's trying to be unbiased shelly you, you're not doing this well <laughs> i am just listing the examples of oh yeah uh, continue sorry displays of you know Please. um <laughs> displays of things and um, another example is the pastor basically being hooked um, to the ceiling and just coming down, you know, from his two-story <laughs> church as he just basically flew down from the second story onto the stage. You know, there has there have been sermons where they have flooded buildings. Like, there has just been a lot being done in, you know, sermons and teaching and preaching styles. So I guess I wanted to access, do we think... Um, case of too much when to demonstrating the sermon or having you know demonstrations for your sermons you know are they necessary because obviously there is a reason that they do it you know sometimes they do it to entertain or to captivate or to like i said help with the storyline do we think they're needed and if we do think they're needed do we think there is a limit you know is is there is there anything that's like too much or is anything fair game when it comes to helping a sermon what do we think? Okay. I have a lot of thoughts about this. And contrary, so if you've been listening to this podcast a while, you might know that my opinions tend to be of a different, of a certain type of nature. But I'm, I'm taking a step back and I'm thinking about it. I think every single church is different. 
I think the congregation are different for a reason, right? Um, for example, you might be someone who likes more expository teaching where it's a pastor, the Bible, and nothing else. You might be someone who likes more topical sermons, right? And so you might go to a church where they're, where the sermon style is more topical. You might be someone who maybe likes, is very, they naturally lean into a physical expression of worship. So maybe you might find yourself going to a Pentecostal church rather than maybe a Baptist church, right? Like there's different types of churches and there's different types of, you know, people that have been blessed with a gift to pastor a church and been blessed in a certain way to, to, to preach a church. Uh, you might go to a church where they're big on dancing and churches where people just sit down and listen and they go home. So I think it's important to realise that there's a nuance in the style of preacher and so and also the um, the congregation. But what does the Bible say about preachers? They should be self-controlled. They should be the leaders of their own home and stuff like that, you know. Um, they should have elders. They should be accountable to people. Now, I think there is nothing... Not wrong. I think... I understand the need to want to demonstrate the word, the word, right? For example, it makes it easier for people to remember in the future, especially when you're trying to make a point, right? And even if you look at um, Jesus, he did many sorts of, okay, I'm not saying this pastors are Jesus, but there were physical yeah, yeah. acts that were done. And so people remembered someone being raised from the dead, someone mm-hmm. being healed, a blind person being made to see, Jesus walking on water. He didn't need to walk on water. He could have got on a boat, but he walked on water, right? And people were like, oh, that's the son of God. Now, what I think the pitfall is, sometimes the... The, the the demonstration doesn't really align with the sermon. So, for instance, there was a... I saw a preacher... Um, well, there was a scathing review of a preacher who did a sermon where he wanted to um, explain one particular aspect of, of a word. He then went into... No other translation was that word seen except in... What, what was that translation that a lot of Christians were talking about? The, the message. Passion the message um, the message and it picked up the word rhythm and based on the word rhythm he got a huge trampoline no built on stage shaped like a sofa so it was a trampoline okay. but they kind of put a sofa around it and he was jumping up and down and it was basically talking about how sometimes you can fall out of rhythm now as someone who was who watched the sermon i thought number one i didn't know was you could actually make a whole sermon out of this word that could only be found in one particular translation but also it seemed that the theatrical parts of it didn't really weigh up with what the message was going to be Mm -hmm. i've also and it was like okay maybe but people in that church will remember now i've also seen one where a pastor physically stood on a bible as in he stood upon it to show that you can stand on the word of god Mm -hmm. And I saw that. Oh. I was shocked. That's mad. That's and I thought that shit. was maybe, maybe it's just me, but it just seemed somewhat disrespectful. So I think there's a time and a place. That That's basically what I'm trying to say. So I've talked for a long time, but what I'm trying to say is there's a time and a place, but there also needs to be a justification. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Shema, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of these things are just not needed. <laughs> As in, as in, it's 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 not. We're not at the movies. <laughs> we're not at the show. I think a lot of times it's uh, um, 
it's a cover up to kind of make the word seem more exciting, right? Mm-hmm. To make the Bible to entertain it's entertainment to people. So we're trying to just make our our the word or make 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 the, the sermon just more stimulating people's minds so people don't fall asleep. Because yeah, I feel sorry for pastors because sometimes I'm the one that falls asleep in church. But it's changing. But it's changing. It's because of anemia. <laughs> I used to be using you that. <laughs> you know what? I think we need to have an episode where we talk about why are we all so tired <laughs> all the time. We do. We do. It's the lack yeah. of sun. But anyway, um, I think I think I understand, or I try to understand those things. But I, but what we feel is that when we do these things, we we. I, I find that we at times just cheapen that the word of God is actually enough to kind of capture people's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, the word of God is actually enough that we don't need to stimulate people's minds with all of these theatricals. Um, mm-hmm. There are times and places for um, explaining or expanding on things at times, but at in a level, if it's based on the levels that we're speaking or, or discussing right now, it's just it's just simply just not needed um, at all. I think when it's used it's just more of boosting either the church or the pastor's ego um or rather and it just takes away from from what the gospel is about what the word is about mm-hmm. honestly i i remember when looking at some of these this you know just everything i've been saying i actually felt the same because i i i kept saying i was just like you know the word is sufficient in itself, you know, it doesn't need to be added on, um, you know, to show its beauty. But obviously I can see their perspective, what they were thinking. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, there's definitely mm. some, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think, um, I mean, personally, I prefer more expository preaching. I prefer when there's not theatricals. But I, we, we have to admit that the church has evolved. The word shouldn't mm-hmm. evolve. The word should stay the The word should, not the world, the word should stay the same. Mm-hmm. But the way that we do church has changed and has always been changing. If you think about the people in the book of Acts, they met in homes. Then obviously now we have churches right venues that people go to and i'm sure the first preacher who decided that they wanted to i don't know have sermon slides for example Mm. like digital Mm. sermon slides i'm sure someone will probably be like that's not necessary you're digitizing the word of god that's unnecessary and i'm sure the people who first started using esv over kjv someone probably Mm. say well our version is closer to what the biblical aramaic greek hebrew you know original bible would have been it's like well our word is closer to it but now you're moving further and further away and it'll probably have something to say if you use an nlt or if you use an niv um mm-hmm. but we can't we can't and even like the people i remember when i imagine when maybe sermons started being televised and you had the whole reign of televangelists um I'm sure there would have been some people who said, go to your local church, don't look online, don't look, you know, don't look to your TV screen for for the word of God, go to your local surrounding, and so on and so forth. So we can't deny that the way that we do church has been changing, and especially during the the pandemic, right? The churches that were quote-unquote more progressive were prospering, right? Because they already had the equipment, and churches maybe that were quote-unquote more rudimentary struggled a bit. It doesn't mean they're less than, there's still definitely a church and it's still legitimate. It just means that they would have struggled during that time. And so if we think about the way that church is changing church is able to reach more people than it's ever been able to reach people ever, right? We all have access to the internet. 
most of the world has access to the internet. So that means you can, if you're in a country maybe where there is no Christianity and it's war one religion, you can tune online and you can look at John Piper and you can watch his sermon and you can know about the gospel. And so keeping that in mind, it means we see more diverse people, meaning that sometimes preachers would feel the need to do something, right? Maybe post something online, maybe a snippet of a, of, of, of a minute that would catch their attention right that would intrigue them i I know you're gonna i I know exactly where you're going with this obviously we can't sorry we can't have this conversation without talking about the pastor who rubbed spit on someone else's face who swallowed it like oil and he and he rubbed it on someone's face and we can we can say that's okay that's gone way too far but we can't also deny that this culture of short um exciting sermon clips that are theatrical we can't deny that that is it's not an, it's not effective in a way like we can't deny that it's not effective yeah it's yeah that, I, yeah. I think that's the thing it is effective but for the wrong reasons because i, think, I was going to say as you, you mentioned this the pastor that spat in someone's eye but it's it's not the so he didn't spit in someone's sorry, eye he sorry. spat in oh, his hand and he rubbed it fake news fake news this is how we actually spat um, <laughs> but i mean um even like an example of that because that's not that wasn't the first time that was i think the second time some similar thing has happened a couple of years ago same um but because people just didn't see about it but Ooh. i think i think that it's 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 as you said it's attractive it catches people's eye but for the wrong reasons and when you get them with that kind of way of entertainment it's maintained so the reason why you could get to that level is because oh yeah we can we can get flooded oh yeah we can do these things i was like okay that's fine it's okay but it's okay it's okay but it's a show but then it's not really the gospel it's not not okay let me say that back not that it's not the gospel but it's taken away from the message that's been being being preached so as i said it's, it's just more of an entertainment thing and i think even much more when we look at these theatricals it's even in how big and lavish it is what is it pointing towards? Is it pointing to the fact that the church can afford certain things and can do certain things? Um, I listened to a, pod, to a podcast, it was actually today, and they, they spoke about the incident that even, let's say, he decided to do that, that um, 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 the, 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 the way he kind of advertised it would have been a lot more stronger or a more fitting position for, for this um, pastor would have been to be the one that was spat at because then you're showing where you're actually at, as in you are the person that needs the help. Does that make sense? Like you are, you are the person needing, because um, you, obviously you're not Jesus, but kind of just putting yourself in the right place. Do you get what I mean? Because I think a lot of these times when we do these things or when they, when I see these things being done, it's, it's been done to boost people or esteem people. So it's never really seen as like, I'll be the leper, I'll be the blind person, I'll be the one struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see God through that. So, um, yeah, so I think it's entertaining. Yes, we can't deny it. These things attract our attention, but I think it's just for the wrong reason. It, 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 at times, it can be quite dangerous to shift people's focus on just the, the hype of things and not actually on what matters, which is the message. Yeah, definitely. I agree. 
Can I also add? It's not like don't get it twisted. I I completely agree with everything you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just think that I don't I don't know if it's I don't think it's as nuanced as mm-hmm. as it appears to. No, I think it's more nuanced than it appears to be. Um, simply because, for instance, I mean, if only one person is legitimately saved by the theatrical acts, then in the kingdom. <laughs> It's it's not all bad news, right? It's there's, we can celebrate that there's good news, mm. but I think we sometimes we might be a bit more hypocritical than we claim to be, yeah. um, in the sense of we can talk about our oh, theatricals and church aren't necessary, but the reality is, for example, when you go to a church, sometimes you might find yourself judging a church by the choir. Mm. You might find yourself ju- judging a church by how good it sounds whether they have nice walls and whether you know whether the seats are nice whether it's rustic or whether they've done too much or whether you know i i and and even like for example i found myself like one time i i one time i went to a church and it wasn't done up in the way that i i associated (laughs) church to be my mind in the sense of like the microphone was a bit too loud and a bit too yeah. tinny. And I was like, oh, they needed to like lower the gain. That's what I could think in my mind. I was like, oh, we didn't need to add a bit more bass to this. Or like the choir wasn't singing in a way that I was used to, right? They were more like, they were professional singers. They, didn't, they don't need to be professional singers. They're, they're just leading worship, right? Um, and I remember thinking, oh, I can't, I can't come to this church because I feel like I'll, I feel like I'll just keep judging everything they're doing because to me, it just doesn't sound good. And I think we don't realize how much we've been conditioned to see church a certain way. So even in our pursuit of going back to the original church, going back to a church that's not all lights and camera and action and it's not all dark. Also, why are so many churches? Why is the interior so dark? Why can you not turn on the lights? Um, so that's a different story. No, because I'm I'm writing the seminars and I'm struggling to see why I'm even writing because it's dark. I, I know you want to create this atmosphere, yeah, the vibe thing. But even things like that, right? Yeah. So many of us won't realize that yeah. we've almost been conditioned to accept church a certain way. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we're going to look to obviously people who are quote unquote doing too much and who are to be honest, who are doing too much, and say, "Oh, that's wrong. Like what you're doing is distracting people from the word." And actually it's almost as if you're trying to like cover how little research you've done right mm-hmm. by just adding extra bits and snippets that's going to get that's going to get social media riled up but not mm-hmm. realize that actually so many of us so many of us need um worship to usher in the holy spirit what does that even mean hmm, what and even mean? what does that mean you don't need to usher in the holy spirit or like when a pastor is preaching and someone is not doing the keys and they're playing it gently and that's when you feel a stirring in your stomach and you think the holy spirit is here and actually it's like no no that's not it but i think mm-hmm. we also in as we're looking to you know i guess to find what true church is without the excessive um, demonstrations we also have to look in ourselves to say actually are we what are we doing you know are we in spaces where we need to be ushered in you know are we in spaces where we're conditioned to go to a church and and feel like we can express our worship just because it's dark in the church Mm -hmm. i remember if was talking about how like in a church they did like a survey and like some sort of research where people could worship they were rolling on the floor they were crying they were lifting their arms and worship but when they turned the lights on and they did the exact same thing 
Mm. People weren't that expressive. So interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, the preconceived notion that we have about, like, how church is or what church can be or place, yeah, so probably placing limits on the church in itself when the original church, you know, there was <laughs> to be mm -hmm. fair, uh, I think I can definitely see a point in, in, in the sense that, you know, we're restricting, you know, who, you know, how we, uh, you know, come together, you know, as a collective, you know, how we fellowship together um, as the body of Christ, the more we do it. Yeah, I can definitely see, um, yeah, I can definitely see and probably, you know, and we always say this as well, but I think, we, I think it's always a good reminder, like, you know, grace, uh, you know, extend grace when, you know, there's something that's done that's kind of just like, um, okay, maybe this wasn't <laughs> the best. Mm -hmm. Instead mm -hmm. of really kind of just going, ah, enough, I'm finished. This pastor is now exed, um, which obviously we're not doing. Um, but definitely, you know, before we go to say, ah, immediately this was wrong, let's actually stop to think, okay, um, the intentions were probably good. The execution was probably not what we preferred or expected. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> um, like you said, what if there was a soul that was saved? You know, what if someone saw that and said, actually, I see what he's saying, you know? <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't know what can capture people. The important thing is that it leads to Christ. I think that's one thing we actually just need to focus on. Like even even with um, sermons that are preached, um, the fact is at the end of the day, it needs to lead back to God. It leads. It needs to lead back to Jesus. It needs mm -hmm. to, you know, allow people to actually see Jesus for who He is, which is, you know, our Savior, <laughs> who you know brought us salvation without us having to do anything. Um, I, I with guess... that in mind, oh, sorry, you paused. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, think, uh, I was kind of sifting it through my mind and it was going, oh, you know, because. I guess with sermons, there will never be a sermon that pleases everyone. Um, yeah. It's one thing that, you know, um, I always have to be reminded of. Um, and there will never be a sermon that's perfect, obviously, because it's being um, preached by an imperfect being, um, mm -hmm. you know, with inspiration, obviously, but still. Um, but yeah, because of that, you know, we'll never find a sermon where we can say everything was executed correctly or done correctly. But obviously, you know, the spirit is there and the intent. Yeah, but I, yeah. But I think even in that vein, we can, I guess, speak out when things have been not done right. Yeah, as and well. improve. And say, hey, keep people accountable, right? Like, these are, these are as leaders, people are, you, you, isn't, you're, you're the shepherd, like, leading sheep, basically. Like, these are the people that God has placed in, under your care. Um, and you want to you do want right to right them. you want to lead them in the right way it's not an easy job to be a pastor i can imagine but the, like it the, the call has responsibility towards it and um, so when we see at times it being misused or it not being used in an appropriate way it's i guess call it out and say hey like bro what's going on <laughs> remember the focus remember what we should be focusing on um mm -hmm. of course in the in a loving way but also be able being able to sort of rebuke when things are not being done rightly mm -hmm. i think this kind of just transpires past yes different churches have different members and all of these things as well which are very important because of course what would work for one church not work for the other but just understanding collectively and i think it was quite interesting because in the last um incident you saw i think we saw a collective approach someone said that all Christian the factions Twitter was, came together 
Christian Twitter was reunited for one day. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting because I think we understand at certain levels, okay, well, this might have been too far. This was too far. And, and to kind of like speak about it um, and remind each other, like, come on, guys, let's not forget why we do this. Why do we need these things? Let's not forget this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think in the midst of that, to still be bold to speak about these things and not just think, yeah, it's fine, it's not that deep. It's okay. Yeah, definitely. And I think I agree with everything you've said, and I think it's important that we don't use grace to circumvent discipline. I mm. think both can go hand in hand. We can't say that because the grace of God abounds, we should now not correct you for what it is, whatever it is you do, if, if whatever it is that you've do, that you're doing wrong. Um, because I don't think even those who are leaders should be exempt from correction. I think it's important Um, and they shouldn't be exempt from accountability either. And I also do think, although I have said, you know, one person being saved is a good thing, even if, you know, a lot of other things happen. But at the same time, I don't think that we should, that shouldn't be like what we strive for because it sometimes feels that preachers are striving for controversy so that more eyes can be kind of, so that more people will hear about the gospel in that makes sense and i think that's completely wrong like even if you look at the book of jonah and you saw what he did in nineveh yes he literally spoke like a few words literally a few words and god still used that to save people but no one is looking onto that to be like that's the kind of church that i want to build where i i'm I'm in contempt you know of my congregation but i know that if i say a few things then people will be saved because I think we can't, like, yes, you want to save the souls, but also you actually want to have, you actually want to build people up and nurture people. It's not just a matter of, like, oh, we've saved 50 people today, but then we've not put anything in place. You know, our our church's foundations don't go deep enough. Our Mm -hmm. biblical foundation doesn't go deep enough to feed these people, to show them more about the gospel. Because I think sometimes it seems like some churches are focused more on the attraction than actually feeding the people that they have in their church with the spiritual word of God. Um, So I I think it's just really important that that balance is, is, is been struck I guess you could say, um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it'd be interesting to kind of know how other people take to demonstrative forms of preaching. Um, I know some people love it, like they love it, they want to see it visualised, they want to see it come to life, and they love that church is quote-unquote exciting. But some people might be like, I just want the word and that's it. Um, And I can't say that one is better than the other. Um, But of course, the reason, the justification um, and the lens that, churches go to i think that needs to be really examined um yeah and also i also think that one thing for um all of us to kind of keep in mind you know even preachers who are preaching is that in doing everything that we do we also need to protect the body of church um and this is don't want people seeing these demonstrations and now um, saying that all churches are um, doing the most, all churches are doing things yeah. that are not correct. So yeah, definitely um, making sure that we protect the church because it is the body of Christ and we want to, you know, protect our body. But yeah, honestly, it'd be really great to hear what um, more people have to say. We'd love to kind of hear your thoughts. What do you think? What are your preferences when it comes to like preachers and sermons? You know, do you just like the experience? Or do you really just kind of like 
demonstration? Are you in the middle? Are you all the way towards the end? Honestly, let us know what you think. Give us your opinion. Send us an mm-hmm. Instagram message. Um, yeah, just let us know. But we are so happy you joined us and listened. And we really hope you enjoyed as we kind of like dissected and went through this topic. And we hope that you tune in again. So yeah, definitely really happy that you guys are here. And hope to see you soon. So this has been The Sound Seed. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep pursuing truth through conversation and community. See you on the next episode.